It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now with today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and today is Thankful Thursday. And so we are so thankful and grateful that you are listening to us and tuning in to us every Thursday right here on TogiNet. Today's topic is how to get out of debt like a boss, right? We either In life, we either are the boss or we work for a boss, right? So I thought this would be a great topic. Um, uh, Here lately, I've been listening to Dave Ramsey. I go through my periods of, um, you know, who I'm going to listen to. Uh, For a period, I listened to uh, Tony Robbins, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. um, And so, um, of course, I, for a period, uh, Oprah was my mentor um, by listening and, and to tuning in every day to her show, and also when she was on um, satellite radio, I listened to her every time I went somewhere in the car. She's no longer on there. Uh, any books that she endorsed or things of that nature, you know, buying her magazine. So that's how she has been my mentor, even though I don't know her personally. Have met her twice. And um, it was just a fabulous time, uh, 10 years apart, too. <laughs> so that was very, that was uh, very interesting. So met her in person in 2006, her and Gail King. And then again, in 2016, somebody gifted me uh, the pleasure of going to meet with her. And uh, that time I was able to um, take a picture with her and we had dinner. Um, it was more of us now, but, you know, you, you, you paid more to have dinner or private dinner with her and uh, to ask questions. So um, I'm sure if you out there on social media, you've probably seen the picture floating around with me and Oprah, who is like my biggest, my biggest um person that I look up to and and would mind being just like her and as far as who she is as a humanitarian philanthropist and also as a businesswoman so that's how we're gonna that's why we're gonna talk about the the, how to get out of debt like a boss you know you gotta get this thing and be a boss about it and um uh so here lately, I've been listening to Dave Ramsey, and um, as you know, he is the king of get out of debt <laughs> and stay out of debt, so you can live a life like live a life and give like none other. Um, and so, I support that philosophy, and that's also my philosophy in my in my world, and my neck of the woods, in my family. I do um, encourage. Uh, you know, my family members to, you know, get out of debt and, and to stay out of debt. And there's some commonsensical things that you can do in order to reach that goal. Because, you know, once you're there, 
happening, you're freer, you know, you're freer to, to give like you want to give. And, uh, and, uh, even if you are in debt, you still can give, uh, of your time. You still can, uh, you know, uh, volunteer. So I'm not saying by any means that you cannot be a humanitarian until you're out of debt. What I am saying is that it, it leaves less stress. You are, um, freer in your spirit and in energy level to be able to give like none other. And so let's start out by giving you some tips. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't recommend credit cards. As you know, Dave Ramsey never, you know, he tells you to cut them up. However, I do understand that many Americans on the planet <laughs> uh, have credit cards. And so I want to uh, give you tips on um, how to you know, get the debt off of those or how to live on those very minimally, if, if, uh, if you will, uh, if at all, uh, I like to do cash. If I don't have the cash, if there's no cash left, <laughs> then, you know, there, you know, then, you know, that's it. And I do believe that every dollar should have a name. Um, and that if you have to just go to, through the system of using envelopes, uh, that's what we teach you know, my daughter does that. She's 21 now. She does envelope, uh, envelopes. Uh, my son, who is nine, he does envelopes. And one say, says, uh, of course, um, one says, says to save, uh, one is to spend, and one is to give. And so um, that's the philosophy that we believe in our household. So um, to each its own, but again, these are just some suggestions and tips, and if they can bless you, then great. We would love to hear uh, your feedback about this topic, and you can just go to Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com and send us a line. You can also call us directly and leave a message at 210-240-8845, and you can head over to our website, lisalewiscompany.com and leave your comments and feedback. So a lot of people tell us that they would love to pay down their debt or completely get rid of it altogether, but they aren't quite sure of the best way to do it or where to get started. There really isn't any one best way that works perfectly for everyone, right? So here are a a few proven suggestions to get you started. Number one, pay more than the minimum. Make sure that you always pay more than your minimum payments on your credit cards, overdraft, or line of credit. If you only make your minimum credit card payments each month, it can literally take forever to pay off your balance. If you want to pay off your balance quickly, pay as much extra as you can afford. Even an extra $50 each month will help. And then try using a financial calculator to see how much you can save by doing so. Next up, spend less. Number two, spend less than you plan to spend. Most of us have wishes and wants that are bigger than our paychecks. You might have heard the old saying, you can have almost anything you want. You just can't afford everything you want. Many people get into debt and stay in debt because they tend to buy what they want when they want. Not even millionaires can afford to buy everything they want. If you want something, don't buy it unless you have the money. If you can be satisfied with less, 
than you would ideally want, even temporarily, you can use the money you save to pay down your debt. By the time your debt is paid off, you'll probably have adjusted to your new priorities, and you can use the money that you're saving to put towards other financial priorities. Another great way to spend less is to pay with cash rather than credit. McDonald's has found that people spend 50%, 56% more at its restaurants when they pay with credit rather than cash. Studies have shown that people spend 100% more at vending machines or on event tickets when they use credit. Overall, studies seem to show that people tend to spend at least 15% more on everything they purchase using credit. If we apply this concept to an average Canadian household that currently buys everything with credit cards to collect points or get cash back, they would likely save well over $3,000 per year if they only bought stuff with cash instead. The points are cash back with only amount to 400 in value at best. Even if your savings aren't as great as this example, you can probably see my point. <laughs> if you want to get out of debt, leave the cards at home, use cash, and don't buy things with credit until you've paid down your debt to the level you're working towards. Number three, pay off your most expensive debts first. One of the smartest strategies for getting out of debt is to make minimum payments on all of your debts and credit cards except for one. Choose the one debt that is charging you the most interest and focus all of your extra payments on paying off that one first. Once your first most expensive debt is paid off, take all of that money that you were paying on that first debt and focus it on the, most, on the next most expensive debt. Continue this method as you pay down each of your debts and you will be left with your least expensive debt to pay down last. This strategy will get you out of debt quickly and you will feel encouraged as you see your progress. There is also a different variation of this strategy that a lot of people find even more motivating. It's called the snowball method. And so uh, you can check it out to see which one works better for you. Uh, either by doing it the way we just talked about or, you know, just the snowball method where you're tackling everything at once. However, if you're just tuning in, thank you so much. We really appreciate you fine listeners out there today on this thankful Thursday. You are tuned in to the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, right here on TogiNet Radio. We appreciate all of your feedback and comments. Keep them coming. You can always email us at LisaLewisCompany at gmail.com. You also can leave those comments on our website at LisaLewisCompany.com. So www.LisaLewisCompany.com. Uh, also, you can call us directly and leave a message at 210-240-8845. When we come back, we will talk more on the topic of how to get out of debt like a boss. Because as you know, we always work with bosses, right? Either you are the boss or you work for a boss. So I would like you to tackle your debt like a boss. Because when we think of bosses, we think of somebody who is in charge, right? So I want you to be in charge of your debt. 
Uh, we think of someone who's on top. I want you to be t- on top of your, your debt and your spending. And we also think of someone who has a lot of money. And I want you to be on top of uh, prosperity. And so that's why I thought this would be a great topic for today. If you have suggestions on topics that you'd like to hear on the Lisa Lewis Show, just go ahead and email us or send us um, um, or send us a text message or however your form of communication is on social media. I'm sure you all see me out there on all social media platforms. So stay tuned. And after the break, we will talk more about how to get out of the debt like a boss. was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the Do Not Disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, Housekeeping, what's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a do not disturb sign around my neck. What do you call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlatcher. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. Today is Thankful Thursday, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today's topic is a fun and interesting one for me. It's how to get out of debt like a boss. And I, again, I want you to tackle this thing and be like a boss about it. You know, be strategic, um, be mindful, be on top of it. 
be courageous about it and um, let's get out of debt and stay out of debt so we can uh, live and give like no other. So next up is number four, buy a quality used car rather than a new one. Ouch. I know, right? I love the smell of a new car and leather and all of that goodness, right? (laughs) So I know I'm right there with you with that one. Dave Ramsey, a popular personal finance radio host, uh, once said that a new $28,000 car will lose about $17,000 of value in the first four years you own it. Super ouch, right? To get the same result, you could toss a $100 bill out the car window once a week. The lesson here is that you can save yourself thousands of dollars if you buy a quality used car rather than a new one. The money you save can help you get out of debt much faster. Go to your local library and look in the Consumer Reports or Phil Edmondson's Lemon Aid book to find a quality used vehicle. If you do choose to buy a new car, Consumer Reports has always recommended choosing a reliable car with good fuel economy and then they suggest you keep it for 15 years. This will stretch your dollars the furthest and keep you out of debt as you will have plenty of time to save up for another new car. Number five, consider becoming a one-car household. Wow, another ouch, right? (laughs) If your family has two cars, consider getting rid of one and either walking to work, taking transit, or carpool. You can literally save yourself thousands of dollars a year by only using one car. The average vehicle owner spends over $9,000 per year to own and operate their vehicle. If you use this money to pay down your debt, it will make a massive difference. However, instead of going cold turkey and selling your second car right away, try test driving this idea first. Parking your car for a while Drop the insurance down to pleasure use only and see if taking transit, walking, cycling, or carpooling works for you. If you do decide to sell your second car, even the odd taxi trip or rental car won't amount to nearly as much as you would pay keeping your second vehicle permanently. If there's any chance that transit might work for you, this option alone is often 80% cheaper than owning and operating a vehicle. That's interesting because uh, my husband is out right now getting uh, two new tires uh, for his uh, F-250 and also getting some um, um, some other work done to, to the vehicle. So I spoke with him right before I took to air. And uh, <laughs> so that, that's an ouch for him today. But you know, it's something that needs to be done because, again, when you own cars and trucks and SUVs and, and um, you know, these kinds of things, there's still maintenance that needs to be done on them. I mean, nothing lasts forever, right? So once something is new, it's bound to get old. And so, um, wow. And so keeping a car, as they were suggesting, you know, as we're suggesting here for 15 years, 
you know, stay on top. I would suggest staying on top of the maintenance. Don't skip oil changes. Uh, you know, when it's time to get the tires rotated, usually these days, I think with oil changes, um, I know with my car that the, they do rotate the tires out, uh, for me. And then the cars these days tend to last longer. Like with my oil changes, I don't have to go, um, in the book, I think it says that I can go as far as 12,500 miles in mine before I have to get an oil change. Um, but I, I go less than that. I go 10,000 and then, um, I get an oil change. And then I, uh, it's that same way with my daughter cause she has a, a VW, a Beetle. So hers is every 10,000 miles. So, you know, um, if you're, so, you know, you average that out, uh, accordingly, but, um, yeah, it's just so interesting about cars. I suggested that to a family member and nearly like, <laughs> they probably won't talk to me again. I'm like, well, yeah, if you can't afford things, one of the biggest expenses you should get rid of is the car. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because to me, if you are, you know, if you can't pay your everyday bills, then you really can't afford to have to be a two car family. That's a luxury. I remember uh, when my uh, when I was a child, we had that luxury, and I didn't know it was a luxury. You know, my dad had his vehicle to go to work. My mom was a stay at home mom with all five of us, me being the oldest of five, and she had a vehicle too, um, a, um, a station wagon, as we called it back then, uh, to take us around, us five kids around in. And then my dad had his vehicle, his truck, so he could get back and forth to work. And it worked out. And then we also had like a motorhome, a Winnebago is what we called it back back in the day. And then, you know, he had a little, you know, a boat that he could take out to Sarasota and then a motorcycle. But, you know, um, these things, you, you know, you work for. If you can, if you're willing to put in the work, you can have anything that you want. You know, it's interesting because I like that commercial that um, Hawaii was doing. And they would say, well, you just have to want to. You could live here, too. And I said, oh, wow, I do want to live in Hawaii. So I go and I tell my husband, well, you know, they said you just have to want to. I want to move to live in Hawaii. Can we move there? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's like, it's expensive. I'm like, it's expensive to live anywhere, you know, Um but, you know, to me, if you whatever it is that you're willing to work for, you can have. So um, if you have 80, you know, 80 hour a week worth of bills and you're only putting in 40 hours, you can see how that math doesn't add up. Right. <laughs> so to me, if you want to get out of debt and you have a job, maybe try taking on a side hustle, a side job, or getting extra hours if that's an opportunity. Sometimes it, it's not worth taking on a second job and all of that in all and all of which that entails um sometimes it could just be a matter of speaking up and picking up extra hours at the job the job that you already go to so now that's less mileage that's less gas that's less maybe um you know uniforms maybe you might have to dress one way at one job and another at another so now that's you know now your budget for your um, wardrobe has increased. So, you know, you just have to learn to think and think outside of the box. Uh, as in, it says in the good book, when doing business, you know, do, uh, you know, do business as men would. And so what do men tend to do? Men 
tend to get things done, right? They don't overthink things. Uh, they find out the facts and then they react. And I, that's what I suggest that, um, that, that all of us do. And especially my counterparts, us women, we have to learn to do that. Usually we tend to put too much emotion into things when we're making a decision. And sometimes emotions can lead us in the wrong direction, as we all know, right? Look at the first time we were in love and got our hearts broken. You know, we thought we couldn't live. And here we are, thank God, living, right? So life does go on. And to me, to have the best life, you have to, when in doing business, do business as men, as it says so in the good book. So if you're just tuning in, we really appreciate you. You're listening to Lisa Lewis Show right here on TogiNet Radio, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today's topic is how to get out of debt like a boss. So number six on our list, save on groceries to help pay off debt faster. To save some money to pay off your debt faster, try stocking up on groceries when they are on sale or go one step further and stockpile when they are on sale and then skip one grocery shop every month and live off the food you stockpiled. You can stockpile non-perishable groceries like canned goods, cereal, and things that you can freeze like bread and meat. Filling your cupboards with groceries are on when groceries are on sale and then skipping one grocery shop each month can save you up to 25% on your annual grocery bill. A family of four could possibly save $2,300 to $2,900 a year by doing this. Applying these kinds of savings to your debts will definitely put you ahead in the long run. The key to this strategy is watching for sales, only stocking up when groceries are on sale and freezing foods properly. When you skip a grocery shop, you will still need to buy perishable groceries like milk, fruit, and vegetables, but hopefully you can skip the rest of what you would normally buy. If you can't skip a shop once a month, then try for once every other month. That can still save you a fair amount of money. This is so true. Um, uh, if you all may know, I think I've talked about it before, uh, I tend to only go, my husband only takes me to the grocery store every four, every four weeks. And um, if we're going to Costco, we typically go every quarter because, again, I stockpile on non-perishables. Like if you know you like Bounty, then go ahead and stockpile Bounty for as much room as you have in your home or your garage, uh, things like that, uh, toilet paper. We always know we're going to need that, right? Um, uh, we tend to stick to the same, um, uh, you know, toiletries, right, such as toothpaste. So if you know what type of toothpaste, mouthwash, picks that you like, um, soaps that you like, uh, those kind of things, you know, check the dates. But a lot of those things are non-perishables, and if they're stored properly, you know, not in undue weather, um, then then you can uh, save a lot of money on that. So please stay tuned. Uh, you'll hear more of how to get out of debt like a boss on the Lisa Lewis Show. And I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, on the other side of the break. Thank you for listening.
name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on TogiNet Radio. You're listening to The Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. Today is Thankful Thursday, and the hot topic of the day is how to get out of debt like a boss. So I've just been going over um, different things that I feel will help and bless you in order to get out of debt and remain out of debt. And for all of those debt freeers um, who are debt-free and living the life like none other and giving like none other, my hat goes off to you. I say salute and blessings to you. And maybe what you can do is help someone else who, you know, might, uh, could use your expertise on what it was to help you get out of debt and remain debt-free. We need more people like that to um, get the word out that you can live a life uh, being debt free, you know, which means that, you know, you're not, you don't have credit card debt, uh, you don't have student loans, you don't have reoccurring bills other than the necessities such as utilities, things of that sort, and that you are paying and that the only debt you have would be your home and that you are thinking of ways that you can knock that number down too. Because it's interesting, it's better, um, I've learned and I've researched and read. And Dave Ramsey talks about this all the time is to take on for people who are considering going to buy your home or first purchase or your third purchase in life, wherever you're at, uh, you might want to consider taking out a 15-year loan as opposed to a 30-year. I know we always say, well, I'll I'll do 30 years just in case and uh, I'll pay more on it. But come on, let's face it, the more money we seem to have in the bank, the more we tend to think we can spend, right? Oh, wow, that's free money in there. Let me spend it. (laughs) So, uh, yes, so from all the reading and studying that I've gathered, it seems more um, realistic and commonsensical to do a 15-year mortgage as opposed to a 30-year mortgage. I tell you, when I looked at the number of a home that – uh, I was interested in, and then I really sat down and looked at the numbers because numbers never lie. Now, people do, but numbers don't. And uh, if you put in the right numbers, then you'll get the right information. 
And so it kind of scared me. It made me have pause. I'm like, no, this is not the home for me. I do not want to be in retirement aged uh, and worrying about paying off a mortgage. That, in my mind, is time to be, uh, those are your golden years, in my opinion. And, you know, when you reach, uh, become a senior citizen, you know, at 60, in your 60s, uh, 65 and older, I think that's time to, to be able to do all the other things that perhaps you could not do because you made a sacrifice to have a family and to raise a family. Maybe you made a sacrifice and took in some grandchildren and you've raised and helped raise them. Uh, kudos to you. But I feel, in my opinion, that's going to be my time to do all of the other things that Lisa may have wanted to do. You know, maybe take up horseback or motorcycle or traveling for sure. As you all know, I love cruises. So my plan, Lord willing, is when I get Jack off to MIT or whatever Ivy League school he'll be admitted to, then I plan to take a six-week cruise. So I'm telling my family members now, because it seems like every time, isn't it funny? Every time, have you noticed every time that you crouch out some time just for yourself, that's when the world goes to calling? Now, all the other time you've been open, but as soon as you might want to disconnect and cut your phone off for a day, oh my goodness, everybody and their mama has an emergency, right? So here's something a little funny. What I tell my family, because I don't have any family here in the big state of Texas, except me and my babies, my my children and my hubby, uh, I say to them, listen, if you have a true emergency, I probably don't need to be the first call. I probably need to be the third or fourth person you contact because I'm way in Texas, (laughs) right? You probably need to call someone closer to you. So uh, anyway, uh, that's that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, so when I I discovered though, uh, back to the home, that this home that say it was, uh, I think what, let's say a $350,000 home, by the time you're through paying for it, if you take out 30 years and you do it just the way the bank tells you to do it, you have more than doubled in paying for that home. And I just don't want to live that way. I don't want to give, you know, another, uh, an institution that is already rich, more of my hard earned money. So sometimes it's better to, uh, you know, get a starter home and, you know, pay that off. And, you know, if it's in a great, you know, a, a realistic area, it's not in a war zone, you're going to be safe there. I'm not, I'm not telling you to go in an unsafe neighborhood, but as long as you're going to be safe, it's comfortable. If, if, if the, if you still have kiddos, such as I do, who attend school, Jack, then you want to make sure it's in a great district for, uh, you know, educational purposes for your children. Uh, if you are an empty nester, then you want to still make sure it's safe for, for you and your spouse, right? So, you know, be realistic in, uh, about everything and have common sense. But what I am saying is maybe you want to buy less of a home as long as it's in the right zip code of your choosing, as long as you know you're going to stay planted for a season uh, or for the duration of your life. 
then you can uh, always refurbish that home. You could remodel the home. You know, if the bearings is good, if, if, if the foundation is solid, then you can always gut it and make it into whatever it is that you can afford. But of course, pay your way through that. You know, don't go taking out loans, things of that nature. You know, just, you know, you stockpile the money and then you, you know, you get three bids at least, and you go with one that fits you, your, your needs and your budget, and then you pay for that in full. And then that brings more value to that starter home just by doing that. And if it's in the right area code, I mean, sorry, the right zip code where there are, uh, you know, where you can get to the doctor easily, where, uh, you know, maybe the fire station and the hospital isn't that far away. Emergency um, facilities are within reach because, you know, they're building up more of these, uh, you know, uh, boutique hospitals, as I like to say, or emergency facilities, uh, as long as it's in a great, um, if you're not going to stay there the rest of your life, you want to make sure it's in a good school district that way if your home becomes if you put your home on the market it's much more appealing to families that have school-age children so you know you want to think it through for whatever uh, situation you're in whatever space you're in if you're a parent then it's going to be different than if your empty nester is if you're a, a grandparent or perhaps maybe um, a condo would be better, especially if you are a retired age and you'd like to travel a lot and you're, you're out of the country a lot, and then you don't have to worry about someone winterizing your home or, or things of that nature or keeping the yard uh, mowed so the HOA fees don't stack up. Then a condo uh, might, or a high-rise might be something uh, better for you. So just think about what season you are in your life and and what it is that you plan to do, and then you'll be able to make a, a, an informed decision about what type of home you want. It's interesting because Jack bought, brought home something yesterday, and they're they're ta- they're talking in hundreds and thousands and millions and billions. And so, on the way home from school, I, we always go over how was your day, and he tells me and he asks me like yesterday he said. How was how how are you? How was your day? And I was about to say, well, I was about to say something that wasn't as positive. I was like, oh, well, I was on the on the phone with the you know whoever you know with for a bit. But he said, how was your day? And then he turned it around and said, it was good, right? And I thought about it. It was good. I'm still alive. I was able to pick up my child from school without fail. Life is good. So I said, yes. I thought about it. It was a good day. <laughs> So, but anyway, back to about homes. So he built like for a hundred under the hundred count um, mark, he built like a hut. And then for the thousands, he built like a contemporary home, a three, two. And then for millions, he built a mansion with pillars. And for the billionaire under the billionaire, he built a skyscraper and he, and he asked me, mom, which one would you like to live in? <laughs> So it was very interesting. So I said to him, well, considering my situation now and you're still in the house for nine more years before you're off to, to college, I said I would pick the millions home, the millionaire's home, because I need the backyard for you. You like to go outside and get on your scooter and play soccer and, and uh, you know, uh, yard hockey and all of those kinds of things. So 
uh, and a pool. So I said the the that home would be better. I said, but as when you go off to college, son, I won't need all that space. And so I wouldn't mind living in the high, the billionaire high rise, uh, because you know everything is. Um, um, cater to you. You know, if I need my hair done, I'm sure they'll have a salon there. They'll have restaurants, things of that nature. And so it was just interesting. Now I thought I'd share that with you uh, because we were talking, I was talking about, um, you know, being able to afford a home and thinking about what season you're in, in your life. And that will help you make an informed, a more informed decision. Because on average, we typically stay in a home for seven, seven and a half years before either we outgrow it or we think about moving or we get a job offer that takes us from one city to another or one state to another or from this country to another. And so um, these, you know, things in life do change and, and things do happen in seasons. So think about that and consider that for all of you home, home, um, home, buyers who are looking to purchase a home for the first time uh, or for the third or for the 10th time. Think about what season you're in, talk it out with your significant other and, and come together with an informed decision. And sometimes uh, if we forgo our wants for now and focus more on our needs, then it sets us up to be in a better position because we're talking about getting out of debt. It puts us in a better position to uh, be able to live out the rest of our life that God gives us financially free by making sacrifices now. As I always like to say, we can, I can always do anything painful for a time. You know what I mean? And I think that's why us women, after having one child, have another. Because we forget about the pain, right? It didn't last forever, Right. So you could, I like to think you could do anything hard for, you know, a short period of time. And also while I'm thinking about that, um, I would like to um, give my condolences and prayers and thoughts go out to Senator John McCain's family. Uh, may you rest well in, in peace, my friend. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll come back to how to get out of debt like a boss. Stay tuned. as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating, which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunt 
women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for listening to us here on TogiNet Radio. This is Thankful Thursday, and you're listening to the Lisa Lewis Show. And I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And at the top of the hour, we have been talking about how to get out of debt like a boss. And um, I really want everyone to, you know, live a life of being debt-free and um, paying off your mortgage as uh, quickly and efficiently as you can. And again, doing without some things now, uh, you know, in order to do the things you need to do so that you can live a life freer and then you can do the things that you most want to do and have the money to pay for it (laughs) instead of putting it on plastic or instead of um, taking out more loans against your your home or what have you. I really, in my opinion alone, I just really hate to see when someone feels they need to do that, you know, to take out a second mortgage or things of that nature. Um, But if we look around, the way we're spending money is, uh, is, um, you know, is um, inappropriate. Uh, And I think you do need to have a respect uh, for the use of money and what the money can provide. And, um, and of course, being in debt, I I just don't feel uh, that that is a life that uh, our Heavenly Father wanted us to live. You know, uh, like it says in the good book, uh, the the borrower is slave to the lender. So, um, you know, I don't want us to uh, be enslaved to debt. So that's why we're, we're talking on this program about how to progressively get out of debt. And, and for all of those who are debt freeers, congratulations, more prosperity to you, because I know that you're giving like none other because you're not tied down uh, with debt. Next up, get a second job and pay down your debt aggressively. Getting a second job or consistently picking up an extra shift or two is a common way for many people to pay down their debt. 
this doesn't work for everyone, but if you can make it work, you could be debt-free within a short number of years. For this to work, you must apply all of your extra income to debt repayment. Working the extra shifts or hours also doesn't need to be permanent. Once your debts are paid off, you can look at scaling back again. You could also consider generating some extra income to pay down your debt by capitalizing on a hobby you enjoy or a skill set you might have. For example, if you happen to be a good writer, consider freelancing articles for blogs, newspapers, media outlets, or on a freelance website. If you're crafty, consider selling your creations on Etsy. If you're a handyman, <laughs> sorry about that. I was, I was getting an incoming call. But um, if you are a handyman, then, um, you know, you can see if you can pick up some extra jobs. Uh, you may even be able to find websites that can help connect you with people who need your skills. Some people can also um, use their home to generate some extra cash. That's, you know, that's what I love about Airbnb and supporting that whenever we travel. Uh, instead of going to the chain, the big chain uh, hotels, I have found Airbnb to be uh, such a delight. And I also know that I am helping perhaps, uh, you know, a family pay down their mortgage or live the life that they want to live. Maybe they're debt-free and that's just extra income to be able to give like no other and also to live just a debt-free life. So it gives me joy when I am Airbnb. Uh, as you all know, we went to East Texas over the summer and we were able to Airbnb four different places along our journey. And we are looking forward to doing that again uh, in in uh, November, when we take Jack to the West Texas side of things, we will Airbnb because I, you know, I, I just so believe in giving back and also helping others who are helping themselves to either get out of debt or stay debt free. Is it possible for you to rent out your basement, rent out the storage space in your garage, rent a room in your house? As I said, you could maybe do this on Airbnb, or you can take in a student from some extra cash. So um, next up, track your spending and identify areas to possibly cut back. For some people, doing this can save them almost as much money as working a part-time job. You won't know how much you can save unless you give this a try. Track what you actually spend, not what you think you should be spending over the course of a month. If you aren't honest with yourself in this exercise, it won't work. But most people are surprised by what they find out about their spending. Once you know your spending habits, you should be able to identify areas where you can cut back. Allocate the money you find <laughs> to paying down your debt. That is so interesting because the other day I went, after I dropped Jack off to school, um, I do like Whataburger that is here in Texas. And so I was about to go through there. And then I thought about it, go through drive-thru. What I was about to get, I was going to get a medium root beer mixed with Dr. Pepper with ice. I had that at home. 
and then I was going to get the um, pancake platter. And I said, oh, I can make pancakes at home, or better yet, if I don't want to do that, I can go scramble some eggs, have some toast, you know, um, maybe some protein on the side or in, in a fruit bowl, and be just fine. So I got out of the line. So, and I know from going there often, <laughs> I know that what I was about to order was going to come like to $5.86, right? So here's the thing that I play with myself. When I know that I'm about to do something and I know or generally the cost of it, usually we know what we're about to go spend. And I know if I have the cash in my purse, because I do it with cash, I'm not going to pay for food on credit. So um, I knew that I had $10 in my, in my um, wallet that I carry my iPhone with, right? My carrier, I have all my little stuff in there. I knew I had the $10. They were looking at me. And so <laughs> the $10 I could see. And so I was like, okay, I know this is going to be 586. I got it. I got the cash. But then I thought, I'm like, who says that you teach? Da, 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 da. So I got out of the line. I'm so proud of myself. That's why I'm sharing this big pat on the back for me. And um, anyway, um, and so that 586, I would challenge you, my friend, just as I did, to put that, to come make change and put that in a, a coffee pot, uh, uh, not a coffee pot, but a container. My husband loves Folgers. So when we go to Costco, we get the biggest container because, again, I know that last time. That big container, people, uh, as opposed to going to your local supermarket, it lasts a good, and he's a coffee drinker every day, seven days a week. It lasts a good three months, just so you know. So, you know, you do the math. I think it's a no-brainer to get that. But anyway, so we had those containers, and then I soaked them, and then I went when when he's done because he'll be done relatively quick uh, because you know again he drinks coffee every day. So anyway, um, and then I soaked them, I put vinegar in them, and everything, let them sit to get the coffee smell out, and then we use those as canisters to to for money. Like our son has one now where he's sa- saving coins, pennies. And at the end of the year, he's, we're going to turn those into the um, the bank to convert to dollars. So that way he's going to give that to Toys for Tots for children, um, which is a, a, the Marines do that every year for Christmas. And so he's been a, a part of that now for the last four years. Uh, he participates with that. So anyway, that's what he's going to do. So you don't have to go get a piggy bank. You can make things around your home. If you have a mason jar, you can fill those up. So, you know, let's not reinvent the wheel here. But my point is that when you know that you're going to spend something and you kind of can estimate the price and then you don't do it, take that money as if you would have spent it, because I was going to, and put it away And then at the end of the month, I would love for you to share with someone who cares in your life about you having money and living an an exponential life free of debt, share it with that person, not a naysayer. (laughs) Usually you're not going to, you know, uh, uh, someone who's deeply in debt is not going to be thrilled that you're talking about saving. So you know what I mean. Find that person in your life. We all have one that are just happy for you as you are for yourself, even if not more. And that person in my life is my Aunt Paulette. And so, Aunt Paulette, I love you, and I cherish 
your um, your our relationship together, uh, as you know, and God bless you. So anyway, she would be the person in my life that I could tell and who would be happy for me, if not happier, that I did that. So find someone in your who can be in your amen corner and do that and report to them at the end of the month by not going to wherever Starbucks or by not going to Target or by not going to Costco as much. I saved this amount. And then, you know, the more, and then they'll probably start asking you, give it a good month or so. They'll say, Oh, how much did you say this month? And you'll be like, what? <laughs> no, that thing that you were so, you know, and they might, that might encourage them to do the same thing. So, you know what I mean? Where um, um, more is taught, uh, more is caught when um, than taught. So, you know, if they see that you're doing that, uh, you're leading by example and not by words alone, people tend to take stock in that in which you are saying and the advice, and they tend to come back to you because they they did it. Uh, trust me, even if they don't tell you, because I know that someone who continues to come back to me for advice, they've done something that I've said in the past, and it worked, and therefore that builds trust that they have in me to come back and ask me something else. So that's what you want to do. You want to be build that trust where, you know, you can help someone else get out of debt and change the pattern and the trajectory of their family tree and pass it on to their children and grandchildren. So thank you so much. Have a thankful Thursday. Thank you. You've been listening to the Lisa Lewis Show. Signing out, I am your host, Lisa Lewis. Blessings to all. And remember, when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. If it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and 